Hello, and welcome to this episode of On Air with Air Cargo World. I'm your host, Kelly Stroh, Associate Editor of Air Cargo World. I recently spoke with Jack Burt, Vice President of U.S. Freight at Charter Company Air Partner. In this episode, I discussed 2022's charter outlook, rising rates, changing air transport regulations, and more with Jack. Okay, well, good morning, and thank you for joining me today. Um, charter services have played such a huge role over the past two years since the pandemic began. Um, and so I was curious, what do you think the charter market will look like in 2022? And how has the interest in full charters versus part charters kind of changed since we last spoke? Sure, sure. Yeah, so so basically where we sit now, uh, good morning, um, is we're, we're in the middle of January 2022, um, so the business year has begun. The calendar business year has begun for many companies. Um, and I think overall, globally, uh, a lot of the transportation market conditions are still similar to they were at the end of last year, uh, middle to end of last year, calendar year 2021, uh, where you have a lot of congestion with surface transportation globally, whether that be ocean or road or rail, um, and a lot of cargo being transitioned from those surface uh, transport modes to air. Um, and so with that, with those conditions uh, globally, um, the market for and the market demand for aircraft charter uh, continues to be very strong and robust globally. There's a few other different conditions around the world that are contributing, um, such as COVID-19, the fight against COVID-19 and the fight to continue testing for COVID-19 has uh, has continued to influence demand um, upward uh, for air cargo charter. So right now it's a very high demand situation with limited supply um, due to competition from all those other those macro global economic factors. So it's a busy time right now. Very busy. And uh, what do you expect charter availability to look like in the upcoming year? Will customers have to plan their charters even earlier than normal or kind of what does that timeline look like? Yeah, 1000 percent. Yeah, I mean, people are going to have to continue to plan early um, and as early as possible to take advantage of any kind of price uh, low, lower price thresholds. Um, the last minute charter business is very expensive. Uh, you know, year over year from last year where we were in this time to now, uh, we are seeing an air partner over a hundred percent increase year over year in price for a full charter on some of the heaviest lanes like Trans Pacific or Transatlantic. Um, you know, there, there is just a very high demand. So right now, uh, pricing is high. Uh, the supply of aircraft is, is quite limited. Um, so what that's doing is the demand, as the demand completely outstrips supply, it creates a price increase. Um, so that's a natural economic trend, but it also is very specific microeconomically to this market. Um, and that there's so many bidders for a, only a certain amount of pool of aircraft. Um, we can't manufacture that many aircraft. There are conversions going on in the world. So that's, that's, that's starting to help alleviate the supply issue. Um, but there is, uh, a consistent, um, only a finite amount of supply of aircraft available and demand is, is just really moving. So what that is, is this, the, the availability for aircraft is very tough. It's very competitive. Um, and so we are advising our users and our clients to plan well in advance. And then when they do have something on the table to book it as quick as they can to, so they don't lose it to some other party. Really. Okay. That makes sense. And yeah. Do you foresee any changes in long-term charter agreements, especially as supply chain disruptions, capacity dislocation, et cetera, persist? Or right now, there is a significant uh, increase in demand for long-term and recurring charter programs. That is that is a fact. We're seeing those. We are operating those. We are providing those to our clients. 
Typically, the market for aircraft charter is ad hoc based. So it's individual requirements all over the world, different types of lanes. Um, that has changed quite a bit in the past two years. Um, and really now a lot of our focus is recurring long-term demand, how to satisfy that demand. Before, that demand would be satisfied by ocean transport, surface transport, or scheduled air freight. Um, and being, being that's a lower cost type of transportation solution. Uh, but nowadays with, you know, with the just-in-time manufacturing process and the way the global supply chain and global economies are set up, uh, recurring long-term charter agreements are the norm, are the norm for a lot of the middle to large tier freight forwarders or logistics uh, companies out there. Okay, that makes sense. Thank you. And considering the ongoing capacity crunch, you know, with the recent travel bans, mandated quarantine in Hong Kong, especially, yes. uh, we've kind of touched, already touched on rates, but I don't know if you wanted to elaborate more on that. Like, what do you expect to happen? And consequently, do you foresee the elevated rates having any impact on charges? Yeah. I think it, it, it's a difficult time because when, you, when you're talking about international wide-body transportation, you're talking about international um, aircraft charter, uh, it's, a complicated, it's a complicated environment. You have to move crews around in aircraft to accommodate these live legs um, where you're moving cargo from one continent to another. You can imagine moving crews with COVID testing and what's going on. Um, it's very, it's very difficult. So it, 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 in addition to, you know, the la- uh, only a limited amount of capacity, uh, or supply of aircraft available for these charters, the all, every single flight has to be crewed man, by a man or woman. And so with, with, you know, with all the restrictions for international travel, it makes it very difficult. I think what that does is it actually, it actually adds to the, um, ability for these aircraft, uh, and these airlines to charge more, um, because they see the, the true demand and they're, they're dealing with these logistical problems all over the world. Um, so I think that kind of adds fuel to the fire, if you ask me right now. Um, specifically, and uh, you know, with regard to Hong Kong and obviously Cathay being such such a fantastic global carrier with you know thousands of aircraft and thousands of uh, crew members, you know, it's a shame. It's a shame that there's uh, that they're 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 not flying, uh, and that there's a shutdown in Hong Kong. But what all that does is just significantly add to demand and further limit supply. So with that with that characteristic, it's just. You're just going to see more and more of the price go up. And uh, right now we are at historically high cost, high price for international aircraft charter and domestic. Uh, it's just overall demand for aircraft is incredible. So, um, so yeah, so we're, we're advising our clients to do anything they can. Um, you know, plan early is one big thing. It's not so easy, though. Um, so <laughs> For sure. Yeah. Um, and... I was kind of curious what if there are specific trade lanes uh, where you see the demand the most for charter um, aircraft, whether full or part. Sure. Yeah. I mean, part part charter is 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 quite it's 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 not as uh, as a high demand product as we saw pre COVID. Mm-hmm. Uh, pre COVID, that was that was a, a little bit higher demand. I think right now there's such a high demand that full charter is really ninety percent of what we're doing. Or more. So that would be Trans-Pacific is really big. It's Asia to the U.S. and Asia to Europe. That'd be number one. Uh, we're also seeing uh, North to South America uh, in both directions, but specifically finished goods going from the U.S. Uh, and Canada to South America is a very, very high demand. And Transatlantic in both directions as well. Um, I would say that um, that maybe eastbound from the United States or Canada 
to Europe is probably one of the, the softer lanes uh, of those um, those previously mentioned. But yeah, Trans Pacific is the highest price, highest demand, and it's you know it's it's a lot of lot of lot of movement there right now. So yeah, I mean, makes sense considering yeah. everything. A lot of freight forwarders have been uh, launching their own controlled networks in the past year to make up for capacity loss. Do you expect yeah. those networks to continue into 2022? And if so, what do you think the impact will have on one-off charters? I know you did say though that most of the yeah. charters are long-term, but. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it, the, the, the dedicated programs by the forwarders are, are, are very smart in my mind. Uh, you know, these freight forwarders, they have, they have a lot, a lot of different clients. They see these large lanes that we just mentioned, Trans-Pacific, Transatlantic, North and South America. They know these lanes are going to be high demand with only limited amount of capacity. So when the scheduled carriers cannot give them what they need, whether it's a block space agreement, recurring charter agreement, ACMI agreement, whatever it is, when they're not getting that from the scheduled carriers, then they need to f- try to find it in a, or do it in another creative manner. So these recurring programs have been super popular. They're very successful. I'm sure they're monetarily profitable as well. Um, <laughs> and so I think they're going to be, it's going to be more and more, uh, there, there's going to, there's going to be more and more of that out there in the world. Um, you know, with forwarders having their own dedicated service. That way they can promise something to a client and not be let down by cancellation or delays, um, because they're controlling their own capacity. So uh, I, I think it's I think they're great products. We're glad to have them there. Some of those products we are providing uh, to forwarders and other users out there in the world um, as subcontractors. So we're very proud to be doing that. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's 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 an interesting world. Yeah, for sure. And um, I was curious if you wanted to elaborate on which changing air transport regulations may impact daily operations in the air freight sector and how, and how have you navigated this challenge? I think the, uh, I think the main, main uh, regulation change that, that to note for this, uh, for this, this call would be the, uh, the 100% screening from the TSA uh, mm-hmm. regulation that uh, now we are going to be screening all cargo, 100% of all cargo going on, all cargo aircraft or, or PAX freighters. Um, it needs to be screened. Uh, before it was, uh, all cargo only that went on, um, uh, passenger aircraft needed to be fully screened. Uh, much, a lot of the cargo that was going on cargo aircraft only, you're talking your large freighters, 747s, 777s, 767s, did not necessarily have to be screened. But now that it does, it's, it's causing constraints. It's causing constraints at the GHAs, some of the major terminals, think LA, JFK, Atlanta, Miami, things like that. Um, as people adapt to this new regulation. So a lot of it's fell, fallen on the airlines. A lot of it's fallen on the ground handling uh, agents out there in the world, the GHAs, uh, and also on the forwarders of the world as well. And so that 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 uh, adjustment in the market um, is causing delays. It's causing ripples, increases in pricing uh, for whether it be storage, warehousing, screening, whatever it is. So I think I think the industry is just adjusting to that, specifically uh, to and from North and South America. Okay, interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um, in looking forward, what trends or news are you keeping your eye on or do you see emerging across the industry? I think it's just an overall focus on on the transportation fundamentals globally. Um, you know, really looking at how ocean is impacting, the ocean market is impacting global supply chains. Uh, looking at some, of you know, continuing to focus and see what's going on out there in the world. And then transposing that over to our business, our business plan, and our business model at our company. Um, so that we can have educated conversations with our clients. You know, uh, in the end, we're consultants, uh, we're aircraft charter brokers, proud to be. So we want to try to bring 
some of that um, recent market intel to a conversation um, about uh, how to apply that for future air freight needs. So it's it's just I think just staying live on what's going on in our own industry and other associated industries is really um, where we'd like to focus there. I think this is a good coverage of uh, what's going on out there uh, and how it applies to the aircraft charter business. And uh, we're always uh, we're always glad to uh, to discuss that with you guys. And and uh, yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you again to Jack for joining me for this episode of On Air with Air Cargo World. Thanks also to our listeners and to Air Cargo World's readers. Download and listen to this podcast and other episodes at aircargoworld.com and on iTunes and Spotify.